In the Canyonlands region of southern Utah, temples of red rock erupt from the horizon, demanding intrigue and attention. On the 1.4 million acre stretch of public lands, the impressive layered structures persuade interaction with the landscape. And since there is a multiple use policy on public lands, there's opportunity for individuals to act upon the land seduction. This policy attempts to balance land use by encompassing various interests such as recreation, timber, wilderness, ranching, and areas of historical value. This allows for a diverse population to experience these sites. Yet, with open access comes public responsibility. Responsibility can be troublesome when a landscape holds unique biological quirks specific to its evolution. For instance, a short drive to explore a campsite could lead to the unknown destruction of cryptobiotic soil crust, a layer of bacteria, fungi, and cyanobacteria that takes decades to form and only one oblivious step to demolish. Such consequences of simple mistakes make some people uncomfortable in trusting the general public with the protection of these areas. Among this group are members of the Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance, or SUA, an environmental organization that is working to preserve and increase wilderness within public lands. They work within the 1964 Wilderness Act definition, which declares that wilderness is hereby recognized as an area where the earth and community of life are untrammeled by man, where a man himself is a visitor who does not remain. However, as Brooke Williams, SUA's Northwest Regional Organizer describes, some would like to remove humans from these areas altogether. There are those among us, wilderness supporters, still who believe that wilderness needs to be protected whether or not anybody ever gets to see it. That, that's a pretty serious group. And what that means is that the idea of people actually visiting these places might harm the wilderness, so let's not encourage it. The removal of people from public areas is a serious stance to take. Although human activity on a landscape will have subsequent effects regardless of the care one takes, it is the opportunity of engagement that leads to respect for the land. Without contact, the idea of what the land can offer is left up to the imagination, an abstraction removed from true comprehension. Standing in defense of humans on public spaces are three individuals who utilize the land year-round, a cowgirl and a traveling RV couple. While their appreciation for the land develops in distinctly different ways, both have built a relationship that goes beyond enjoying the scenic view. I think we humans would be the one that would truly suffer without the land and without the ability to get out and enjoy it. Heidi Red is a local cowgirl in the Indian Creek Corridor. For 47 years, she has been ranching on a 300,000 acre property known as the Dugout Ranch with the vast majority located on public lands. Heidi romantically describes the work as, You start off a day with a cup of coffee before dawn. You bring the horses in. You're saddling up and the squeak of the leather and the smell of the leather and you put your foot in that stirrup and you're off riding through a meadow and there's wildlife, maybe a wild cow you've been looking for for weeks that you start chasing. And off in the distance, there's a coyote howling. So it isn't like it's a business that you are only involved with your cattle. You're involved with the land and everything that lives on the land. From her work, she has developed an intimacy with the land, 
a partnership that echoes the sentiments shared between lovers. Sometimes I feel like we take care of each other, physically, emotionally, and of course this place is definitely the love of my life. Throughout her time on the Dugout Ranch, the local tourism has increased exponentially due to the development of national parks. She believes this increase in visitors has negative effects on the love of her life due to the surge of mistresses, attempting to develop the same level of intimacy from a one-night stand. Heidi finds insincerity in their drive-by lust. Without that connection of feeling how hot the rocks are, feeling how cold it is, you don't get it. You cannot feel the landscape without that. In your air-conditioned car, going down a paved road, you can't feel it. Bill Estes and Marilyn Russell would argue that they do feel the landscape from their RV home. Sitting in reclining lawn chairs on their makeshift porch within Canyonlands National Park, the couple describes the view with passionate detail. And it's so dramatic, you know. We like the play of light on these buttes. We sit here and we just can't believe the colors mm -hmm. that, that will happen mm -hmm. in a... And the, green, and the green in contrast with the red rocks, it's dramatic. They've been living their life on wheels for almost six years together. Before they met at an RV park in Diamond Lake, Oregon, Bill had been traveling for six years, while Marilyn had been at the Lifestyle for seven. Marilyn explains the lure to the transient life as the opportunity to be out there in the world, to escape. Well, we've had a, we've had a rough year. We really needed a chance to um, regroup and decondition ourselves from that stress, and this has been so peaceful for us. Along with appreciation for these peaceful places, Bill and Marilyn recognize that limited human access within these areas is necessary for preservation. I'm, I'm in favor of multipurpose use of the public lands, but we wouldn't be here if, if the land were in a total lockdown wilderness. We wouldn't be here, and we enjoy it so much, we, and we want our children and grandchildren to enjoy it. So I think access, uh, continued access, is important within proper management confines so that it's not ruined. When I look at the numbers of square miles that are preserved, that, that are not accessible to myself because I don't hike 40 miles in a day, I think the balance is, is pretty fair. When you look at the total mileage of this park, Canyonlands, you realize that we're, we're only able to access a small fraction of it. And I think that's fair. Content with a fraction, Bill and Marilyn still discover the same therapeutic comfort that Heidi has on her 300,000 acre stretch. To, to me, it feels hospitable. It feels like, come sit under my tree. <laughs> come be by my rock. <laughs> we feel very joined to these lands. Public lands offer a place to create an intimate connection with the landscape, where an old friend is waiting for you, holding the treasure of peace, hospitality, and care. And from the policy of multiple use, we are granted that gift of connection. Within the state of Utah, there are 23 million acres of public lands, the opportunity for engagement waiting. The fight that the organization SUA is pursuing to increase allotted wilderness areas will add longevity to the places of low human impact, allowing the landscape that Heidi, Bill, and Marilyn fell for to exist for future lovers to come. In the end, Brooke Williams puts it best. You know, we save the wilderness because it, it saves us. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Issa Diaz.